0: or as they say in Lithuanian, speaky. My name is Abby, and this is Empathizing with the Criminal, where I'm going to discuss how people, regardless of their past or what they are currently doing, are still people, and we as people cannot disregard that fact. It's the ability to appreciate others' suffering, better known as empathy, that allows people to survive tough times. It's more than just offering a shoulder to cry on, it's climbing down into the hole of trauma with someone and validating their feelings. Even when the person is struggling is deemed a criminal, our human instinct is to support them so they can survive. Empathizing with the criminal, which if you are watching me record this podcast, you would see the very emphasized air quotes I put up in the air every time I use the word criminal, is what gives us hope. Ourselves looking for hope when we feel like the world is turned against us. One big example of the world turning against people is the Holocaust. There were many books and movies created about it, one being The Pianist. The Pianist is about this piano player who lived in Poland with his family, Wladyslaw Spielman. He eventually gets moved into the Warsaw Ghetto with his family, and then again separated from his family, and he's on his own. And as time passes, he finds himself hiding out in an attic of a worn-down house in the Warsaw Ghetto. He is clinging to life with what little food he has, but eventually has to venture downstairs in the house. To search for anything edible, anything that can allow him to survive another day. But when he does this, he's met with the presence of a Nazi captain, Wilm Hosenfeld. And Hosenfeld first asks, Are you Jewish? To which Spielman replies, Yes. And then Hosenfeld says, Well, what was your prior job? And usually, it never gets this far. Usually, the Jewish individual is murdered. Um, but Spielman then points at the piano that happens to be in the room and Hosenfeld requests that he play and Spielman does because he misses it when he wasn't in the Warsaw ghetto he was playing all over Poland in clubs he was a naturally talented player who everybody loved to listen to so when he played for Hosenfeld he was amazed Hosenfeld knew instantly that he had to help Spielman he empathized with everything that Spielman had gone through and the power it took for him to play for somebody who was demeaning people like him his family members but hosenfield hid spielman back in the attic and would bring him as much bread and food that he could find along with news to see if spielman would soon be free and spielman thanked him he thanked this nazi who had brought torture to himself and his family members. And he said, I don't know how to thank you. To which the captain replied, thank God, not me. He wants us to survive. From the Holocaust is about these two teenagers who were first just advocating in their town, warning people because posters were being put up that said, we want men to work in Germany, come to Germany for work. Little did they know if they went to work, they'd be, come a Nazi. So these two teenagers, 14 and 16, were putting up signs warning them, don't go, don't go to Germany, you don't want to work there. And this led to them getting recruited by this group, which they thought was another advocating group, but it led them to essentially murder Nazis. First they would have to lure them out into the woods, and other people would take the shot, but then it led to them shooting them. And... One of the teens, Freddie, recalled seeing a person she'd shot fall to the ground and having a human impulse to help him. And you might think, how could you want to help this evil criminal person who is killing so many people, so many innocent Jewish citizens are being murdered in the hands of this person and yet you want to help him when he's fallen? But it's because of human connection. It's because of empathy. It's the thought that that at the end of the day, that is still a person. And an eye for an eye does not make anything right. This person is killing someone, so I'm going to kill them, and everything will be fine, is not how the world works. And Freddie, you know, did walk away, but she wanted to help a Nazi because they were human. And that's what empathy does. Hope and empathy can also be found in smaller events, not just the big inhumane ones such as the Holocaust. In the book The 57 Bus, which is based off of a true story where a genderqueer teen, Sasha, is wearing a skirt on a bus ride home and gets lit on fire by another teen, Richard. Sasha is rushed to the emergency room, has to undergo many surgeries, physical therapy and also therapy for their mental well-being. Sasha and their family have to have a very serious talk though when thinking of pressing charges. Richard is another African-American teenager who attends a nearby high school. And they know that the system, especially for African-American teens, does not really treat them fairly. So Sasha, even though faced a lot of PTSD from the incident, decides with their family that they were not going to press charges on Richard as he would be tried as an adult and would likely spend the rest of his life in prison, but would instead have Richard be a part of a restorative justice program, which would allow him to still have a future. And rather than just be punished from his mistake, learn from it and learn why you cannot light people on fire, as basic as it sounds, but also how to be a better person in a better part of your community. Sasha and their family empathized with Richard and understood that He also had problems and that does not excuse his behavior, but he had a rough life and they wanted to allow him to learn and not have one mistake he made when he was in high school deter the rest of his life. Sasha and their family empathized with him and gave him hope that there was a brighter future for him. At this point in the podcast, you may be wondering why I said hello to you in Lithuanian. Well, this is because I've recently read a book Between Shades of Grey, and it had a lot of empathizing with a criminal and also hope in it. Between Shades of Grey is about a Lithuanian family who gets taken along this journey and has to work in camps for the NKVD. They are imprisoned, they are trapped and they don't have many ways of contacting each other. They're given very little food. They're separated from their families, and they have to survive off of little food and work at the NKVD camps. And if they ever act out of line, they will be shot. And as the book goes along, we see many people shot or being dragged out of the horrible conditions simply because they can no longer survive. But the characters that do survive, they have hope because of empathy given to them by other people. One NKVD officer's name is Kretzky, and he follows them along their journey from Lithuania to where they end up in Siberia. And Lena, a teenage girl who was taken from her home, Separated from her father, she still has her mother and her brother. Obviously, has a lot of hate towards the NKVD. Because who wouldn't? They are torturing you. And she hates Kretzky. She hates all of the NKVD officers. But when she talks poorly on Kretzky, specifically, her mother, Elena, grabs her arm and told her, we don't know. Do you hear me? We don't know what he is. He's is just a boy. He's just a boy. And it kind of makes Lena mad. Why are you empathizing with this horrible person in Lena's eyes? A criminal. Why are you defending him? Why are you telling me that he is just a boy when he is doing all these horrible things when he could be helping? When in reality, he is helping as much as he can he you know turns away when all of them are changing to shower which is bare minimum here but the other nkvd officers cannot say they did that instead they touched and groped the naked women before they could shower and elena realizes that kretzky is put in a place that he does not want to be He does not want to be an NKVD officer. He does not want to torture people. But she knows that if he ever says that or does not comply with the orders he has given, he will be killed along with the Lithuanians. And Elena knows this. And she knows that he will do anything to try and help them. But he cannot get caught because if he does, he'll die. And so Elena empathizes with him and gives him hope that as much bad as Kretzky is doing maybe he is doing some good. Another example from Between Shades of Grey is when Kretzky inevitably calls a doctor to come to the camp they're staying at and this doctor assists them. He gives them medicine when it seems like Jonas is on his last leg because there's nothing else they can do they cannot get him food because he is not working they cannot ask for help and their mom had already passed and so they didn't have anyone to turn to and all of a sudden this miracle doctor pretty much shows up because Kretzky had called the doctor and then Kretzky disappears and we don't really know if they find out that he called the doctor and kill him or if he runs away but Kretzky had been empathizing with the Lithuanians the whole time and finally acted on this. And he not only enabled them to live, he not only allowed many Lithuanians to finally get the help that they needed for so long, but he gave them hope that if he was on their side, maybe others would start to realize that they are just humans and they don't deserve the torture. Her example from Between Shades of Grey is when Lena and her family were staying at their first work camp. They were in this small little hut with this woman named Yolshoka, and she always seemed to be annoyed at their presence. She would take some of their food, she even asked them to leave when Jonas was sick to protect her well being. She obviously did not want this family living with her. She wanted them out, she wanted her space back, because it was already a small space. And when they eventually were going to be moved to another work camp, you would think Shulka would be thrilled that she was finally getting her space back. But When it came down to it, she helped them. She had empathy because she knew that they were probably going somewhere worse. She knew that maybe she didn't enjoy living with them and having them there, but she knew that they were people and that they were going to endure so much worse than what she was going through. So before they left, she gave them food and she gave them a high to keep them warm and she gave them hope along with it that this person who seemed to just like us this entire time was still reaching out and giving us stuff even though Shulka did not have much to her name herself but she still wanted to help she still wanted to help because these were people these were human beings and we cannot deny that fact and when humans are struggling it's instinct to want to help all of these examples are really just a the tip of the iceberg on how empathy gives us hope in this case all of the empathy was directed at a criminal, which again, criminal is a term used very loosely here, but it offered hope. And human connection is what gives us hope. Human connection is what gets us through the hard times because we always know that when things get bad, there is going to be someone on our side. Whether we predicted they were gonna be on our side or not, someone is going to be on our side. And when someone is on our side, we feel hope we feel like we can get through we feel with two people we can turn everything in the world that is against us back on itself